And now to the latest on the coronavirus. The United States is reporting the highest number of deaths in a single day. Breaking news tonight, the coronavirus forcing millions more Americans into yeah, virtual. He has said uh, before this point that we are on the brink of shutting down again. He on doubled average, down on that. more than 4,700 people are dying around the world from COVID-19 linked illnesses every 24 hours. From January 1st, 2020, the Daily News read like an over-the-top disaster movie script. One an agent might describe as outlandish and not very realistic, but a page-turner nonetheless. So how did a year that was more outlandish than any movie affect the industry that makes them? My name is Ana Sierra, and for the past decade, I have worked as an assistant director in the film industry and a production coordinator in the commercial world. I am currently a COVID coordinator, working with the second biggest production studio in the U.S. In this podcast, I'll take you through everything from the obvious to the intricate to help document how one of the most historic years in U.S. history completely reshaped the way we tell stories. Whether you've been in the film industry for a month or a decade, or a few decades, you already know way more goes into that Hollywood flick than the average moviegoer could possibly understand. Aside from the more evident front and center components of a film, like the lead actors, the director, and the producer, there's a whole village of humans at work. The crew has always been the unsung heroes of the film world. In COVID times, that's no different. Because while the unions are hard at work churning out multi-page documents going into the utmost detail of how producers, actors, CCOs, and HSMs should be conducting themselves and running their film set, there's not quite so much information about the individual departments, much less the individual below-the-line roles. Don't get me wrong, most unions do have guidelines, but they're not 36 pages long. So department heads have had to take up that mantle themselves and determine not only what they need to do to keep their crew safe and compliant, but how they can seamlessly integrate that into an already complex system that they've spent their entire careers learning. There's one department that didn't exactly have to start from scratch on this though. Makeup artists spend copious amounts of time inches from talent's face. And with all the different products they use on multiple people's skin, close to their eyes, noses, and mouths, sanitation and reducing cross-contamination has always been a huge part of what they do. They take regular classes on it to remain in good standing with their union, but even though they had a leg up due to this, they also have one of the most dangerous jobs because of it. Special makeup effects and makeup artist Brittany Fontaine, who has a background in everything from film and television to music videos and commercials, explains the gravity of the pandemic in her particular role on set. What people wanted to cut from the crew list first was going to be hair and makeup because we work directly with the parts of the body that spread the virus, the most contagious parts, you know, the mucous membranes, like the eyes, the lips, and the nose. And we were coming in direct contact with that. The only other people that were coming in direct contact with that were doctors and nurses. So when everything kind of happened and everything shut down, it was really scary as a makeup artist trying to figure out how we were going to navigate through this pandemic. 
I think the biggest thing was holding people accountable and at their word to being COVID compliant, to being safe, to understanding the risks that we are at by being makeup artists and how we are now responsible to not spread this virus amongst everybody on set by cross-contamination, by not properly cleaning and sanitizing every single one of our tools, by not having people come into our station and spreading their molecules in the air if they weren't wearing a mask or by not touching things. We had to essentially become our own security guards, our own COVID compliance officers in a sense. We had to go through rigorous courses and get different certifications and make sure that every production that we were on was willing to comply with these new changes. Being a makeup artist, a lot of the times you hear on set, you know, we always joke about it as crew members, you know, waiting on makeup, waiting on sound. But really, a lot of the times, the first AD, we are not their favorite people because we do hold the line a lot for prepping and, and doing things that people aren't aware of all the, the steps that we have to take pre-COVID. Now with COVID, we need at least 30 to 45 minutes before we even get started to come in and sanitize and set up and and make sure that everything is safe and ready to go for application not even just that but when we are done doing the makeup now we have this 10 to 15 minute time where we have to wipe everything down put everything away so that we don't cross contaminate or leave contaminated items out in the open to potentially spread this virus if somebody has or doesn't have it. Makeup artists aren't the only ones who are at a high risk of perpetuating cross-contamination due to the nature of their jobs. Some of the other departments pose risks rarely even thought of before the pandemic. The prop department, for example, have hands on everything the talent will touch. Every prop passes directly from the fingers of a prop master to the fingers of those you see on screen. Now those props have to be meticulously sanitized. Those in the department's hands kept immaculate, gloves changed frequently, and relevant crew tested to a higher degree than average. In much the same way, the art department is literally all over the set. They build it, paint it, haul in the furniture, decorate it, and then maintain it and reset it during and after each take. Set decorator Colin Redmond tells us how much COVID has affected how his department runs. How has COVID made my life harder in set decoration? Well, oh boy, quite the question. Uh, time. Time is the biggest thing. Time ain't on my side. Uh, everything takes way longer to do now. Uh, you know, sometimes... Things are just out of stock, uh, there's lines, uh, there's chaos in the stores, uh, and then on top of that, you know, certain items have to be brought out if you're shopping at Ikea, uh, certain items have to be brought, you know, to your car, so it's, it's just a lot more extra planning and, uh, and time buffering uh, that has been needed. Uh, but another thing that gets difficult is, is trying to move furniture. Uh, if a couch is less than six feet, and then you've got the, the COVID police over here that are, you know, at six feet, guys. And you're like, well, I'm, I don't know what to tell you. It's it's one couch and a, it's a two-person job. So there's there's certain things like that. You know, life is life. COVID is COVID. And, uh, you know, people need movies to watch. So you got to grind away. 
and what would a film be without the camera? Newer technology like Teradek and similar ways to wirelessly stream picture in real time to various monitors, and even personal cell phones, has been a major help in keeping the traffic in places like Video Village down. But the primary camera team is still a tight-knit group that relies heavily on keeping in perfect tune with each other. They have their own share of challenges in staying safe and physically distanced. First AC Matthew Borak shares his experiences during the pandemic. COVID has impacted everyone in the film industry and every facet of how we work. In the camera department, it has altered how we prep by minimizing the crew allowed at the rental house. It has separated us on set due to social distancing and close contact guidelines, forcing us to rely upon communication devices such as open line headsets in order to stay apart but still communicate quickly and effectively. It has added time to our day for sanitation purposes because there are many high touch surfaces including carts and the cameras themselves which need to be cleaned regularly. It has brought on the use of new technology as clients and directors stay home or at the office and direct through Zoom or other screen sharing applications, which the camera department provide the signal for. At certain budget levels, it has forced fewer people to do the same amount of work, adding additional pressure to those tasked with the challenge of maintaining the heightened pace of a production on a tight schedule with limited resources. Prior to COVID, Camera operators and focus pullers found it difficult to leave set to stay hydrated or use the bathroom due to the rapid pace of production. Amid the pandemic, with masks on and sanctioned drinking and eating spaces often far from set, a burden is placed on these people to potentially sacrifice their health for the sake of production or possibly hold up the set to avoid dehydration and long-term impacts to their health through ignoring their bladder, thirst, or hunger. These inconveniences and adjustments are temporary and a small cost to continue working safely on set. I am one of the fortunate few who has been working while the virus spread throughout the world. I am nearing my 100th COVID test since the summer of 2020 and have stayed COVID negative throughout by diligently adhering to the guidelines set forth by the CDC and the recommendations of the return to work agreement authored and agreed upon by the unions and guilds. The pandemic is not over, but the light at the end of the tunnel is slightly more visible. I will never forget this and cannot begin to describe the effect which it has had on my psyche. I look forward to when we safely remove our masks and gather again in person without fear of spreading a potentially deadly virus. I hope that time comes soon, but believe it may be another year before that is our reality. For now, please keep your masks on, maintain proper social distance, and continue to be ever diligent. Take care and stay safe out there. Last, but definitely not least, production assistants are the backbone of filmmaking. The do everything, go everywhere, be anything attitude of the often overlooked and underappreciated PA has hit a bit of a roadblock due to COVID. With the zone system, it's hard to be all things to all people when you have a very limited range of motion within the set. Set PA Rachel Allen has this to say about those limits. As a PA, my whole job revolves around just being available, always on hand, but never in the way, you know? 
And one of the best things about being a PA is it's a great jump off point to go down whatever path you want to in the industry. Like, if you want to be an AD, you can basically just be present around the ADs on set and always be there to get them what they need or assist them in what they're doing, and really just make yourself indispensable to them. Then that AD will hopefully kind of take you under their wing and you can learn more about the job and maybe even get hired on another production that AD is on if they really like you and decide to bring you on with them. In that same way, if you want to be a DP, you can kind of hang around the camera department and just really be helpful to the ACs or whatever and you'll learn more about that job. So essentially, not only is it important to your job to be physically present, but it's important to your career and future. Now, with the zone system, PAs are typically thought of as one of the lowest level access zones, so you really, like, can't be present anymore. You're super limited in where you can go physically within the set. Like, you can't be within six feet of anybody, least of all the DP or the AD. So you're kind of just stuck doing the sort of, like, outlier work on the edges of set, like going on runs or setting up pop-ups and tables or things like that. Like... It's very limiting, and it makes it hard to... Honestly, it just makes it hard to be a good PA, because people are always so reliant on you to just be there, but right now we can't, like, be anywhere. <laughs> and then there's just the fact that they're always trying to keep the body count down, which means less PAs, which means less help, and doing heavy lifting, or, like, carrying sandbags or tables or whatever. And I've also noticed that maybe it's harder to get hired as a woman because of this. Like, since they can only have a certain number of PAs, they always choose to hire male PAs because they think they'll be able to do more work or heavy lifting than the women. So if you're going to have less people, they think you may as well like hire the people that can do more. I don't know if that's really the thought process, but it certainly seems like it sometimes. So now, not only am I just not able to excel at my job, it's also harder to get hired and it's also not as beneficial to me. Like, one of the best things about being a PA is learning about the process and about the department you want to get into. But now, I don't really get that benefit anymore. So I get to, like, be the lowest level grunt on set without the benefits. <laughs> I could do an entire series on how much this pandemic has affected each and every role in each and every department. We haven't even gotten into how it's changed how we record sound, or how we eat our food, or even scratch the surface of post-production. There's so much to think about, and it's changed almost every facet of the way we shoot films. I could go on and on. But unfortunately, that's not really the goal of this podcast. The goal of this podcast is to protect and inform those of every tier in the film industry, to educate producers on the laws and guidelines of how to be COVID compliant, and to inform those that work for them of what their productions should look like and should be doing to keep them safe, so they know when to speak out if something seems wrong. My hope is that anyone could feel confident linking their potential employers to a certain episode to help them understand what they may be doing wrong in a non-aggressive way. But the fact of the matter is, there is so much more to how COVID has changed the film industry. And the change shows no sign of stopping. Thanks for listening. If you want to be a guest on our podcast and share your story about how COVID changed your job in the film industry, email Anna at AnnaScara.com. That's A-N-N-A 
at A-N-N-A-S-C-H-I-E-R-A.com. Join us next time on Compliance, How COVID Changed the Film Industry.